One Fund. On point for today, the expert to talk about it. Welcome to the ETF of the week. Yes, you've come to the ETF of the week, the place where we get the latest take from Tom Lydon, vice chairman at Vetify, where they have a suite of tools that's going to help you become a smarter, savvier, sounder investor in exchange-traded funds. Whether it's what's new or what's trending, Vetify.com has everything you need to make sure you're making the right decisions. And one guy who helps us make the right decisions every week, Tom Lydon. Tom, great to chat with you again. Great to be back. Thanks, Chuck. Your ETF of the week is the Global Music Industry ETF, ticker MUSQ. MUSQ, the Global Music Industry ETF. This, a really interesting new fund, very new. We won't be talking 200-day moving average here. But why are you singing this tune about this fund now? Well, Chuck, I know you're a big music fan. I know a lot of investors are music fans. I know a lot of advisors are music fans. And we're coming off a pretty exciting summer. It was the summer of concerts, for sure. We had Ed Sheeran, Taylor Swift, Springsteen was out there, Elton John, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Coldplay. There was so much money that was made in concerts this summer. And there's so much money that's being made in streaming. So David Shuloff is the executive and the founder of this ETF. Not only has he been in this business for 25 years, his family has been in this business for a long period of time. I met David a year ago and he talked about his idea about bringing an ETF to market that would allow investors to participate in all aspects of the music business. It's amazing how many ways you can make money. You can make money in the streaming platforms, in content distribution, live music and ticketing, satellite radio and equipment. So what he did is he thought about, and he knew all these companies, very well tied into the industry, created these subsectors, and actually worked with the index team over at EQM, that's now a part of Vetify, to create a diversified index representing all these companies with certain cap weightings, limits, so you don't have any companies that are weighing way too much in the index, that if anybody really liked music, they thought music was going to continue to grow, which it is, how can you participate in a diversified way with the idea that the index continues to re gets reconstituted, rebalanced on a quarterly basis, and then most importantly, if the music industry does well, you do well. Kind of a great story. It is. I love the story here. But, you know, a week ago, you and I were talking about a small cap fund, and we were talking about how you diversify and you want to get away from some of the big names. And while people may hear the music and think, oh, it's all about the live nations of the world, among the big players in the music industry, because of their impacts on streaming and the rest, are Apple, Amazon, and we're back at two or three of the biggest companies out there that have been driving things this year. I don't know that that's what anybody thinks about when they buy this fund. And you're right. They are limited because of the way the index works. They're not going to be an excessive part. But they are the three biggest holdings in this fund in terms of it being Apple, Amazon, and Alphabet. That being the case... While we like the new fund and it's new and it's interesting, and sometimes you and I talk about funds that, yeah, maybe they're not viable yet. 
the fact that those stocks make such a big impact here, does that in any way dampen, not necessarily your enthusiasm, but should it dampen, you know, mine if I own funds that have a lot of, of Apple, Amazon, and Alphabet? So it's about a fifth of the portfolio between those three companies. But you can't not have Alphabet in there, for example, because of YouTube. It's exploded. And with Amazon streaming and Apple participation in the music business, they're big parts of their business as well. So does a fifth scare you? I wouldn't think so. Not really. The next three companies, Sony, Universal Music, Warner, Again, pretty good weightings there, but you've got a lot of different companies that touch on that space. And when you look at all the holdings within that index, it doesn't make you nervous. And specifically to the fact that no one stock can be above a certain percentage, we're not going to get into a situation like we have with the S&P, where you've got seven or 10 companies that have a weighting of 35 to 40%. It's crazy. But we do want to make sure you're getting the right kind of diversification. Now, the other thing that we always talk about is whether something's trending. This fund, not old enough to be trending, at least in terms of a 200-day moving average. And sometimes when you bring a new fund here, it's more on the informational side. It's the let's let it matriculate. Let's let it prove the point. Is this proven enough that you're willing to take the chance and see if the music keeps playing? Or do you wait to see if the music stops on this one before you invest? Chuck, you're not going to put 25% of your portfolio in a music ETF. However, investors today have so many, so many different choices. And if you're a music fan, or if you're a fan of the business of music, this is something to consider. 2 to 3% allocation for the long term. It's kind of fun. I mean, I don't feel that you have to separate your investment knowledge and interest with your personal knowledge and interest. Here's a way, especially if you're a music fan like you and I are, to actually put a little money into something and see how it does over time, which keeps you interested. The other thing is, think about the next generation of investors who have yet to really get serious about investing for the long term. You know, think about investing for your kids over the holidays, you know, give them a thousand dollars in in an ETF. Wouldn't it be cool if you gave them a thousand dollars in an ETF like this, where they're, they're seeing all the companies that they may follow or all these companies that touch them in certain ways that help their quality of life and make things better for them. So it's definitely about education. There's nothing out there that's specifically like this as well. And then, you know, most importantly, over time, the index providers here, which happen to be Vetify and the, and the smart people in the index construction, are going to stick to this discipline, make sure the quarterly rebalances are in place, and then most importantly, keep everybody up to speed with how this industry is doing. The great thing is David Scherhoff is a really smart guy. You're going to see him more out there in the media talking about this industry. We're going to be doing more webcasts with them as well. So again, if this kind of tickled your fancy a little bit, go over to Vetify and read up on MUSQ, the music ETF, and you can learn more about it. It really is fascinating. It is indeed, and we can name that tune with four letters, M-U-S-Q. It's the Global Music Industry ETF, the ETF of the week from Tom Lydon. Tom, always a pleasure. Talk to you next week.
Thanks, Chuck. The ETF of the week is a joint production between Vetify and Money Life with Chuck Jaffe. And yep, that's me. And if you want to learn all about my hour-long weekday podcast, well, go to moneylifeshow.com or look for it wherever you find the good podcasts. If you want to learn more about investing in exchange-traded funds, there is no better place than Vetify. You can go to vetify.com to get all the tools you need, probably some tools you haven't thought about that could really help you. And you'll get the insights of Tom Lydon and the whole crew. You can also follow Vetify on Twitter at Veta underscore Fi. Tom Lydon, their vice chairman, my guest, he's on Twitter too. He's at Tom Lydon. The ETF of the week is here for you every Thursday, so Tom and I will be back next week. Until then, happy investing, everybody. Happy investing, everybody.